Hey, everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And Kim, I know that... I know that you've proposed twice on TV and that you're engaged, but I have to ask, what are your intentions? <laughs> Jen's friends, I could not fucking believe <laughs> Teetledy and Teetledum arrived in India. Like, how Frickin did they frack. make it? <clears throat> I know. Like, how, how know. did they make it there? I, they took a bus, Kyle. How do you... How long are they going to be there? Do these people work? What the fuck do they do? They, I, just, I just go to India to support my friend. And I'm going to provide an unbiased opinion. Ten seconds later, I hated her first husband, too. I told her not to marry him, and she did it anyway. <laughs> the best part was when the one was complaining that the last time she traveled, quote, this far, unquote, <laughs> it was to Jamaica for her, her destination this, wedding. I was like, this uh, far? <laughs> I think Jamaica is slightly easier to get to than Jaipur because <laughs> you clearly took like an 18 hour flight from Chicago to Delhi and then a bus they took a yeah. bus to Jaipur. Jaipur is a city of four million people, folks. They have a uh, fucking airport. Just FYI. <laughs> so they could have flown. I don't understand why these people are taking the bus. That is a long th- ride. It's a think, long bus ride. I think that her primary source of anger is that just when it was getting hot and heavy, he blocked her. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him right away. Why he blocked me she's so angry that he blocked her did you and i loved like one of my favorite parts of the episode is that she puts on her fucking sunday best to meet him oh my god she gets she gets so dolled up to meet rishi this woman has the hots for rishi she she is so upset she didn't get a dick pic like I just Look, and the she, other I mean, one. Uh, what's the other one? Just like looking in judgment the whole time. Like we got basically. him. We got him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, nothing. they didn't. They didn't even really come that hard for him. For, I mean, in my in my opinion, they let Jen do all the, the the heavy lifting on yelling at him. I feel like Jen was almost like going overboard because her friends were there and she felt right. like she had something to prove. Right. No. Totally. Absolutely. Like that whole she needs to prove that she's not the dumb dumb like last yeah. time in Jamaica. Like the whole like clearly these two, actually the three of them, don't understand anything about arranged marriage culture in India and how they don't when, understand anything about India at all. <laughs> I will say though, every week, Jen of this season makes chicken Jenny look dumber and more incapable every week. She took a tuk-tuk by herself to the bus station to pick up her two friends. Those two women took a bus in India somehow from the airport to this city, which constituted many hours of travel and they arrived somehow looking pretty okay. That's a feat. Jenny chicken Jenny would have never made it by herself. She would have been lost like 16 hours ago. Well, the only thing they could have done better is when they got off the bus, they should have screamed, Yeehaw, Miss Debbie is here in <laughs> Jaipur, y'all. Okay, Kyle. Debbie? Put a bag over my head. <laughs> How? Like, seriously. How is Osama's family okay with this? I don't know. There's no way they're okay with this. She is, what, 67? She was thrilled that his dad's 68 because that's one year older than her? Yeah. They know her age. They know this deal. Are they just hoping she's going to take Osama to America and that way they don't have to deal with him? Get this fucking poet out of our house. <laughs> For the love yeah. of God. I mean, my, Dad seems lovely. The sister seems creepily happy about this. It's weird. Mom mom is in the middle of a <laughs> continuous hostage situation. Mom this is, is so skeptical and confused. 
It was great. She was angry the whole time. Their house is nice. I think they're yeah. like, Osama's never going to help contribute to the family income. So let's ship him off to Georgia or wherever Debbie lives. Uh, she He we, can go live in the townhome that she kept, quote, for her family. So did we kind of accidentally learn that they that because I, I in my head, I thought that they had a farm. Do they I, have a separate farm like down the road or something? Or is there a part of this apartment complex we didn't see? I'm I'm curious when the uh, when the goat ride occurs, where it's going to um, be at. I, ha- I have to tell you the truth, Kyle. I think that you and I made up the goat farm uh, because it was fun. <laughs> I know there was a donkey in a preview, but I don't think they actually have a goat farm. I think we made that up. God damn it. (laughs) I think Osama, did he say he like watched some goat? Maybe they have some animals. They don't live on a farm, though. They probably just like graze some goats. I don't know. Maybe he just looks at goats and writes poetry because that gives him the creative, you know. (laughs) Yes. Hard work kills creations. Goat herding is acceptable. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I no no Nicole and Mahmoud this week. I'm, I'm happy about that. No, I'm happy about it. I'm happy. Yeah. I needed a break because it's just the same thing. And if we, I'm, I'm good with the one week off of Nicole and Mahmoud. We need a break, especially after Narad like killed just killed it last just week. Massacred him. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but next week, if we believe the next time on, which is often a misedited. It's thing to lead us astray. She wants to leave Egypt. Is anyone surprised? Raise your hand. <laughs> Zero people are surprised. I mean, I'll be kind uh, of surprised if she follows through with it this time. There's yeah. got there's gonna be one or two more threats before the season's over, I feel like. That's true. Two more divorce threats and two more yeah. Nicole threatening to leave threats. That sounds and then, about you right. Know, family <laughs> elders trying to convince her otherwise, episodes, stuff like that. Yeah. Kyle, who do you want to talk about first? You want to talk Osama? Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, this <sighs> Debbie is headed to, when I learned that the opening scene was Debbie heading to meet Osama's family, I got so excited. And then I was so distracted by her weird commands to put the suitcase yeah. at an angle and who's the man in charge. Put it in, in proper. Charge. Put it in proper. <laughs> that and is a her, season her, yeah. six callback. We do not, yeah, we do not you. remember season six. <laughs> and then um, her, her weird Southern isms that she's just kind of barking at Osama while they're trying to shove all of her suitcase. You large and in charge, Osama. What are you, you talking about? Osama? Yeah, it's because weird. you put a suitcase in a car. It's, it's so strange. She kind of talks to him like he's a toddler. Do you notice right. that? Sometimes she even talks to him in a baby voice. He's significantly yeah. younger than her children. So that well, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she has kids. She's probably talked to younger people like that for the last 30 fucking years. And. It, the light from your face makes everyone love you, Osama tells her. So, Meanwhile, uh, I know. want a bag over my head, which, <laughs> look, I, I get the, I, I, if you've put yourself into this situation, I understand why she feels nervous because this is fucking weird. This is so weird. And even in the car on the way there, they talk about, you know, oh, Osama claims, yeah, they know you're American. They know I love you. My mom's really shy. Don't worry if she doesn't talk much. Don't take it personally. And they only care about what's in your heart, Debbie. And Debbie, but I was like, there's no way. There's no way they only care about what's in Debbie's heart. They care about how many eggs <laughs> right. are in Debbie's ovaries because they want grandchildren. <laughs> and they care about just, how many no Ameri- how many how much American dollars they're going to be able to harvest here. And I don't think this family needs money. They seem like they're pretty well to do. I think that they just want somebody to take Osama off their hands. Yeah, get this kid out of here. I, I I would like to take a step back for a moment, though. Okay. When they're driving to his parents' house and they arrive, 
I kind of, I was taken aback that we actually got here. Frankly, even though the preview showed or implied that they were at his <laughs> parents' house, a part of me just kind of thought that it was all a ruse or it would be a five-minute scene that had nothing to do with being at his parents. I, from the be- After the first episode, I just kind of felt like she's never going to fucking meet any of these people. She's going to be there a week. Yeah. And that it kind of made me feel like the Ben Mahogany storyline where nothing was nothing seemed real until it was for somehow, right? So I'm just I, kind of shocked that we met these people at all. <laughs> are they his real family? I get no, he looks exactly like his dad. Yeah, so yeah, totally, these are totally. definitely his family. Um I when she says put a bag over my head. <laughs> He doesn't even say anything. He just tells her to smile. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fine. It's fine. Smile. You know, my, smile. Yeah. My mom's really shy, uh, but you'll be fine. Yeehaw, Miss Deborah here. Do they know I moved here permanently? Um, You did? I, <laughs> I was what? Like, I thought we already discussed this. Osama is kicking you out in six weeks. You right. did didn't not you? move here. Didn't you almost leave the country two days ago because he looked at you right in the eye 10 minutes after you met and said, so when are you going back? Yeah, literally. Like we, we discussed this. It's so funny. Uh, So Osama does admit that he's like nervous and he doesn't know if his family will accept Debbie, but his family it's totally cool right from the beginning. They're, they even have a spread out it's on the table. Insanely delicious. It, it, yeah. It, the whole time I was thinking, man, he must, to, to Osama's credit, it seems like he was very, very open and honest about this whole situation with them. And he did not hold back. They, I mean, he must have shown them pictures. They did not look taken aback or horrified at all. This was not a Ziet at the airport situation here. <laughs> they were not shocked at all. Yeah. Like, I can't, I just can't understand how his family, if there's nothing fishy going on, how are they okay with this? I, I just, the pouring um, of the tea was great. I mean, Debbie's Debbie actually does a decent job of talking to them. It seems like dad understands a little bit. The sister speaks really good English. Yeah. Mom is clueless the whole time. She's totally in the dark. I feel really bad for her. But apparently, Osama says she's shy anyway. So whatever. Nobody's translating anything for her. And the dad, you know, pours the tea. And that, um, that, that's the best icebreaker for Debbie. Oh, I'm getting a She show. loved it. Okay. Oh. She loved it. And she asked, I mean, she says things. She asked questions. She asked very direct questions. How do you feel about the age difference? And Osama actually translates it for his family. He doesn't even translate a fake question. And one of my favorite parts of the episode is when she looks at his family and essentially said, you must think that your son is a fucking weirdo, (laughs) right? I lost it. I thought that was great. Um, and his yeah, dad, I, I, it do you seems believe like, his dad when the dad said age is never a blocker for two people that love each other? What? I, you know, I only believe that if you share a love of poetry, Kim, then, you know, all all differences are off. Everything's fine. Like this is going too well. There's something shady going on here. <laughs> well, what the dad said really was was. Set aside the age difference, but I think it's a really good mindset that the dad has, which is he knows that this is weird, but he says, I can see how Osama feels about her, so I'm going to let him do whatever. And then he says a really important thing, which is nothing I can do about it anyway. (laughs) I know the dad is so wise. So true. I mean, has anyone on this show ever really, really, really just completely shut it down because the parents are freaked out? I mean, look, Submit didn't even fucking give up on the situation with Jenny. The parents being against it. I mean, look, 99% of the time they come around, but the one or two times that they haven't. 
like Mother Sumit, it's not going to deter you. No, it isn't. It's best to just accept it and let your daughter or son figure it out. (laughs) Because then you're on their side and they'll tell you if there's a problem and you can lead them towards breaking up with the person. (laughs) Reverse psychology. Yes. Yeah. And that the the last thing that Debbie says had me made me laugh and also was very confusing. She's like, Well, I'm so glad that I'm here and still alive. What? What do you mean? Do you think that your like organs were going to be harvested on the way from the airport <laughs> to fucking chemiset? What are you talking about? Dude, is she just saying like I'm glad I'm 67 and still living so that I could make it to Morocco? I kind of read is like I made it here and and I wasn't butchered on the side of the road like they say yeah. I'm going to be on the TV in the in America. <laughs> Like my son said was going to happen to me. Right. Yeah. Totally. Who knows? What What yeah. do you think the sister's deal is? Do you think she's younger, older? Uh, I don't know. She seems really sweet. And she um, seemed really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I am assuming she's unmarried because we didn't see any husband there. I, I'm just kind of, I mean, look, we have Father Osama that's accepting of this weird situation. And then there's. Father Isabel, who is accepting of a a situation that we didn't expect him to be accepting of. And like, who are these people that are accepting? <laughs> we don't We've have them seen, here. <laughs> We've never seen them on this show before. Like, wow. Very weird. Well, I think that Father Isabel is just a genuinely good person. I know he is. Yeah. We He's, don't know. I, we don't know anything about osama's family they may be intelligent enough to just let this ride because how long is this fucking thing gonna last there's no freaking way and but in the preview what the fuck was the preview where osama takes the mask off and just yeah basically admit because this entire time it we've been questioning like well what does he get out of this why why move why have move her there? Is there no talk of K1? Apparently the plan completely fucking changes next week. Well, didn't didn't he partially remove the mask like day 1 when he said, "Well, when he talked about you're not living here permanently, we still haven't talked about moving to the US." And then he realized he pulled off the mask too soon and so in the morning yeah. At that hotel, he was like, I love you. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. But it's clearly his motivation. I don't think there's anybody that thinks, is Debbie staying at this house? I have did, no idea. Did they idea. bang? Have these two banged? Also don't know. I, it, yeah, I don't know, man. Huh. Look, if he, if the guy moves to the U.S., Debbie's money is not going to last him his entire life. He's going to have to work his ass off. And he's, you know, that no creative after that. So uh-uh. it's just a bad yeah. plan, man. I don't De- think De- he'd like the, I don't know that he'd yeah. be into the U.S. N- no, no. I mean, he would be if he was a kept man by Debbie. He's clearly a kept man by his family right now. He doesn't work. So I guess if Debbie just supported him and he could go around doing art things, he'd be thrilled right if he had infinite money maybe he would be happy in in new york or in like a a town with a scene maybe even like santa fe or something which i learned has the second biggest art scene in the country which kind of blew my mind really wow i love santa fe it's a great Mm -hmm. great place uh but she lives in georgia somewhere (laughs) by the way morocco looking beautiful great i know you know the drive like all those Gorgeous. beaches that they were passing was incredible. I need, I want to I know. It, I know. I, it looked incredible. I, I think they're in a really pretty part. Anything else on these two? No. Let's talk about Rishi and Jen. If oh we didn't God. already like talk about them enough scenes. in the intro. <laughs> so many scenes this week. This was their um, episode. This was their yeah. episode. Do you, I mean, I want to start out with a high level question. Do we believe that Rishi knew that that was Jen's friend 
that was like, let's call it catfishing for lack of a better term, even though it wasn't catfishing. Or was he just like trolling her? He's just fucking with her. That's what he claims. Do you think it's true? I don't know. It, you know, honestly, I think it depends on if, uh, what's the, what's the blonde friend? Is that Randy? Uh, I I think Randy, Randy it's Randy, Randy, right? Randy and Myra, but I think it's Randy. It, it depends on if Randy had enough foresight to unfriend Jen before Mm. she friend requested Rishi because it would tell you you have a mutual friend. I know in, it's so in the list. So it's it would be it's either super super mega obvious or I don't see how he could have known, right? Yeah. And also Rishi obviously has the benefit of hindsight now and you can't prove a negative. So of course he can just say, "Well, I knew, yeah, I knew it was you the whole time." And they they're never going to be able to prove that he didn't. So yeah. I don't know. The, this first conversation I found really strange. I mean, even if you believe Rishi 100%, he is playing this so badly with her with his whole smiling and joking thing because this is your fiance. You, Even if he didn't do a damn thing wrong, he's not. He's not listening to her. He's not reading her cues. There's there's no like respecting of her feelings on this. And it's just a bad look for him to be not taking this seriously. At least that's the way he's kind of coming off. Yeah. I I tended until we get the last scene at the very nice restaurant and he kind of he said some things that just didn't make sense about like why would you delete the whole text history and then block. Like if you have nothing to hide, I don't know. That was strange, but I did like, he was laughing so hard the whole time. We even get that like kind of throwback scene, you know, the sapia tone scene, like in the pool, like pool where he's right. cracking up. I'm like, he's just la He thinks this is so funny. He can't even keep a straight face. I feel or, like or it's uh or it's staged and he's a bad actor yes, and he can't keep it together. That is the other option. But I t- I'm like I'm trying to think if one of my husband's friends was doing this to me, I would think it was so funny and I would just like either play <laughs> along or I'd fuck with them. But then if they did something like creepy and went too far, I might block them. I might be like, "Oh, too far, block." Right. Like he's telling a story that He's telling it in a really bad way, but if you think about it, it's not completely crazy. Like, especially yeah. if I mean, I personally, I don't think that Randy is smart enough to have unfriended Jen. So, if you assume that he knew the entire time, then yeah, like, okay, I know that you're friends with Jen. What the fuck are you talking about? All right, I guess I'll play along because this is fu- kind of fucking funny. Does she really think I don't know that they're best friends or something? Okay, Mm -hmm. I guess we'll play along. And then she starts to escalate because she's trying to draw him out. And I think my natural reaction would be like, whoa, okay, that's way too far. Block. I've done that. I mean, I've only done that like once or twice since starting this podcast. But I would do the same thing if someone started DMing me that is a listener and went like got real weird with it. Block. Move on. Don't have to think about it anymore over it moving on. But yeah. the, um, I, I thought it was fu- and, and I actually think that in some ways he looks better after this episode because it kind of proves that he's not talking to all these random American girls that everything's in Hindi, which I think is her like main concern is that he's yeah. talking to a bunch of white girls like her mm-hmm. and, that really bothers her. Now, of course, he could have just deleted all the conversations that were problematic before she got there. It's not like it, I don't think that she knew how to go into deleted chats or whatever. But that's um, a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I he handed his phone over with zero hesitation. I mean, the only thing that was annoying is they are covered in oil. And she's like, I, let me see your phone. He's like, it's over there. She's like, go get it. He's like, all right. But I mean, he didn't have time to delete anything at that point. And then he brought it up again at the restaurant. And he's like, here's, here's my block list. Here, for example, is one message. 
and even the friends are convinced. Randy and Brandy, right? Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, if he had something to hide, he wouldn't have showed you that. I mean, clearly she didn't go into his block messages because that one was in English. We saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Everything um, being in Hindi, I cracked up. I and died. Then, but then the so he's starting to look a little bit better. Jen is feeling a little bit better about things, and so you have to pivot now to okay. I'm kind of buying your story, at least for now. When are you going to tell your parents we're engaged? And I loved oh the production God. trolling. The production trolling was so good, where he's like. You know, I'm not putting it off. And then they have a flashback to the 20 times that he's put it off. That's gr- That was great. That was and, really, really well done and really funny. And then, you know, I of course, it. we have to we have to get the random nonsensical babbling about planetary alignment and shit, which. <laughs> hey, but the thing that the big thing deal is in like, Indian society. Don't mock well, it. No, I'm going to mock it all I want. But for. <laughs> But the thing is, like to him, but I, I, I acknowledge that to him it's real. To him, it's not an excuse. And Myra, Randy, and Jen all think that it's bullshit. And like, literally, it's bullshit. But to him, this isn't just a random excuse to delay. Like that's it's real mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, and, and that's I, why it's yeah. and so they they don't attack the they don't attack the thing itself. They attack him as if he's making it up, but he's not. Someone else made it up. <laughs> it's Natasha's his friend. I also they clearly don't understand or have never watched this show because literally every well, I guess it's just mainly. I'm trying to think if we've had any other Indian cast members besides Submit. And we just we saw so much astrology and we see this in Indian matchmaking for those who watch the Netflix show. The astrologer is always consulted, always, every single time. This is not unique to Rishi or his family or Samit and his family. Like every single time there is a potential relationship match or marriage, the astrologer is consulted. I'm sure it doesn't happen with every single Indian family, but it does on TV. So it's not I. I They clearly just haven't watched. The world is open again, and that means I'm traveling a lot again. And I always get nauseous when I travel. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you know you'll do whatever it takes to feel normal again. There is nothing worse than feeling like you might vomit all over a stranger on a plane, or in an Uber, or in a boat, especially when you're going somewhere that's supposed to be fun. Ginger doesn't do it for me, and I really hate taking pills that make me drowsy. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Really wish I would have had one of these when I was pregnant. And now you can use your HSA or FSA dollars to get a Relief Band, so So if you just got those accounts refilled, put that money to good use and fix your nausea problem for good. Whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. Forget the days of nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. It's like the name says, Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you a relief from nausea, and you can change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. I can tell you firsthand that Relief Band actually works. I used Relief Band when I've had to fly post-COVID, and I was really surprised that I didn't feel nauseous at all. It also curves my anxiety because I know I have something to help with my nausea and I'm not just going to puke unexpectedly. And it's actually really easy to use. You just put a little gel on your wrist and pop it on. It's so easy to travel with and it's really discreet. It just kind of looks like a fitness tracker. 
And I don't really drink, as you all know, but my husband borrowed my relief pant when he had a few too many beers last weekend, and he said his hangover nausea was gone. He was very skeptical, and he was really surprised how quickly it worked. So if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners. If you go to reliefband.com, use promo code CRAYCRAY, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, reliefband.com, and use our promo code CRAYCRAY for 20% off plus free shipping. So my husband and I recently downloaded an app called Paired, where we take these cute little quizzes, but we can't see each other's answers until we've answered the quizzes ourselves. So today the question was, what do you remember about the first time you met? And it was so funny to see how different our first impressions were and how we actually remember the experience. We've been joking about it all week, and it's really brought us closer together. The app is called Paired, like paired like a pair of jeans. And it's a relationship app for couples. It's simple and often hilarious. And you get a daily question to answer, and you cannot see your partner's answer until you answer yourself. Yesterday, my husband and I did childhood memories, and I learned a lot of weird stories about his childhood. Uh, And it was really fun and hilarious. Whether you're just a few dates in or have been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash CrayCray to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash CrayCray to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. So let's. I don't know. I, parse- I feel like we're. It's just it. Rishi is tricky because on the one hand, my spider sense says that this dude is plowing anything that moves Bartiz style <laughs> all over the place. But then he's really he's actually really good at plausible deniability and yeah. and covering covering most of his tracks. And the you know we haven't even seen any leaks or or we don't even have anyone i think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago we don't there's no one on instagram coming forward saying that they i fucked the shit out of him and he was definitely with jen at the time we haven't seen anything (laughs) like that no we we? didn't get any florian style videos of like weird dry humping (laughs) over a shoulder like nothing like that yeah yeah we haven't even seen like screenshots of dooms you know the dooms like questionable my, hey, I got my damn <laughs> he isn't even i mean the only evidence we have is him flirting with fake randy or real randy i don't know and, and he can't even keep a straight face when he's talking about it what let's let's talk about the sunday brunch though like these three ladies are dressed up like they're going to sunday brunch they are oh in my God. Like, shift dresses and pastel On colors Easter. On Easter. It's hilarious. And they're in this super <laughs> fancy restaurant. They're the only people there. I'm going to ask him right away why he blocked me. They're just like <laughs> drilling this guy. Why and- did you block me, Rachel? Rachel, you didn't block me. Why did you send me a photo with no shirt on? <laughs> It is weird he deleted the chat history, but I I don't understand that. Well, I don't I guess I don't understand how Facebook works because I didn't know well, that if I deleted Facebook. Oh, either oh, one, frankly. Yeah. Like I didn't know that you could delete if I DM you and you delete it, I didn't know that that, that deletes it for me too. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. what they're implying. I just, I guess, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Because how else I would she know if he deleted all their messages? Right, right. <clears throat> um, I mean, I they, guess that makes he, sense. It's like a one-party consent type thing. Like you can revoke the consent of having, you know, a record forever of the conversation we have. I don't want you to have that, so I delete the chat. Like 
it actually kind of makes sense. I just I was kind of surprised because I I don't I haven't heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, as soon as they all feel comfortable enough with, oh well, Rishi showed us all these weird messages from other women that he blocked, so he must be trustworthy in this sense. They immediately he didn't have to into, do that. No, he didn't. He could have done nothing. And he's again, he's laughing the whole time. Like this is absurd. Right, I sent a picture is, of this on my public know. profile to your friend as a troll, and you Dude, guys are from the still talking about it. From the beginning, the the picture has been the least suspicious part of this. I know, I know it has. They launch immediately in though to what are your intentions with Jen? And what this are your intentions? Where, like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's they don't fiance. understand. Like all his family did was pick out some potential women in the neighborhood and show him pictures of them. And and th- these right. three women think this is egregious that he what that he looked at the pictures? Like what's he supposed to do? Cover his eyes and face every time his family's around? It's just he didn't take any action. I don't understand what the poor guy's supposed to do here. He does a bad job of explaining the timeline. Very and bad. so I can I can see why Jen is confused, but if you're confused about a timeline, you should get you should ask Rishi to clarify it instead right. of just assuming that he's lying and storming off. Now he might totally be lying, but I, the timeline wasn't comp- he did a bad job explaining it. But to me, it sounds pretty simple. They were looking for two years. They didn't really tell him, and one day they presented him three women, and yeah. he he looked at it and said, "No, thank you," and then. That was it, <laughs> right? It might. It's, it's really like it's really that simple. I think, but he does such a terrible job of just circling around himself that it does kind of sound like he's making shit up as he goes. Yeah, he. I I trust Rishi. I think. Oh I man, think. super pot of shame, but he's really good at. I don't know. He sometimes he's good, sometimes he's terrible. Like let me let me put it this way. If he really did nothing wrong I I, I didn't like that he kind of brushed away the roses thing. The roses thing was creepy and the roses weird. Were creepy. <laughs> like why he just kind of brushed that aside yeah. and moved past it. But anyway, if he really has never cheated or super duper flirted with someone, he's done a terrible job of of keeping defending his himself? nose defending himself. But if he's a super cheater, if he's just plowing left and right, then he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, Chris and Jamie. This was, wow, this what was a transformation. Intense, yeah, an intense call. It's been, so it's been three months. Chris three is pretending. months? Yeah, Chris is just pretending that everything's fine when she makes this call. As if she didn't expect anything weird to happen on camera. Um, She kind of makes it out at the beginning that it hasn't really been that long since they've talked, but... Jamie's coming right? in hot. Jamie's coming in hot. She's got COVID. She's pissed off. They don't talk enough. What, what's your read on is Jamie... like Chris basically thinks now after this call that Jamie's a gold digger. What's your, what's okay, your kind that, of impression? fucking bullshit, first of all. They, they tried to edit this entire storyline to make us think at first that Jamie's a gold digger. And that is kind of the question all season. And if you remember in episode one, I was like, wow, Jamie seems like she definitely wants the money and blah, blah, kind blah. I am t- totally flipped on this now. Chris is the shady one. Jamie is the one that like Jamie took a few weeks off of work to get Chris acclimated to Columbia. And then Chris told her to quit her job. She dances around this, but she freaking told her to quit her job. And she's I, like, I read it. I, I, the way that I understood it is that Chris told her to take time off or asked her to. Jamie did, which is something that we would have screamed about if she hadn't. Yeah. And then the way what I understood from that call is that Jamie got laid off because she did that. But may, maybe no, I was wrong. Her boss called her and her boss was like, 
hey, come back to work or, or else. you're done. Yeah. And so she could have just gone back to work. It had already been a couple of weeks. Like you already got married. She's uh-huh. going home. Just go back to work. And, 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 and Chris dances around this. She's like, well, I told her she could quit her job, but, 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 but I told her she had to find another one. I'm like, no, you didn't. You told her from the beginning that you were going to cover the apartment. You were going to cover all the expenses. You were going to buy the everything and that she could just be a kept woman. And now you are reneging so fast on your promise. I don't know. I kind of sympathize. I tell you to quit your job every day. (laughs) 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 But I think this is so messed up. Yeah. Although if I'm Jamie, like here, hot tip, don't quit your job. Don't quit your job. I guess they're married and it's like, you should be able to trust your spouse when they tell you something, but, but give it a month just to really feel out the situation. Yeah. If you've only known your spouse for nine days, maybe give it a beat before you take (laughs) advice from them and trust them. I know. I know. Frame it as a leave of absence and then say you're coming back. Yeah. I assume it's hard to find a job in Colombia, or at least harder than it is to find a job here. You know, our unemployment rate is the lowest it's been since the freaking moon landing. Like, I think that I I just think it's probably harder to for for Jamie, who is also um, you know, not not from Colombia. I don't know what her work status is or whatever, but I right. assume it's harder right. for her to get a job. So it's really fucked up that Chris just told her to quit and is now making it out to be Jamie's fault. The thing that's wild to me about this, just looking at the bigger picture, is that how long was Chris fucking there? Two or three Ten weeks? Days. Maybe two yeah, she, weeks max. So you're telling me that Chris made a decision that she was financially ready to support both of them, moved, supposedly, her entire life to Columbia, married a chick... And then runs out of money in 10 fucking days and then has to go back to Alabama to do gig work. She is a financial catfish. What the fuck is going on? How, How could did you, she? Like, yeah. Two weeks? I could afford to go to Columbia for two weeks when I was like 19. I mean, I would have been <laughs> eating French fries off the street corner. But what the fuck are you doing? Like, how does this make any sense? Is the motorcycle not coming through like the re like you really thought that you could just live off of $50,000 forever. What is the, what was the plan? And I just, I feel like it's so vague and her story is so odd and confusing. Well, I went back because of my medication. Everyone says that's bullshit. I went back because of money. Okay. So you went back because of money, but you're power washing driveways. What the fuck? Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, I I don't know how things can shift that quickly unless she has like a gambling problem. I mean, how do you think you have enough money to live in Colombia indefinitely? She never even talked about working. Then she talked about buying a $10,000 food truck and she didn't have those funds. That's why she freaked out about it. You know, I, I, it's just, I it's still just wild. I still feel uncomfortable speculating about this but the more time that goes on the more that the tinfoil that she has a serious like opioid problem makes more and more sense every episode her stories do not add up at all and she's so unreliable she's not calling her um it's just, her reaction this, it, to Jamie when Jamie's like, why yeah. haven't you called me? Well, I'm working and I'm busy. I'm like, you're doing okay. gig. So you, so if you're doing, I mean, do you know anyone that, I mean, I guess if you're a DoorDash driver in the middle of COVID, you could probably work 20 hours a day or something, but you're doing random gigs. Those usually aren't back to back. You could call if you fucking wanted to. 
you drive to and from, you can just give her a five minute, hey, thinking about you. I hate it when people make, look, I've been busy. If you're dating somebody and they make these types of excuses, they are full of shit and you should break up with them. Like, I can't tell you the number of times, especially when you're younger, that my friends were like, well, he just said he's really busy today. It's like, it takes five seconds to send a fucking text message. Nobody is that. Yeah. Nobody's that busy. Yeah. Yeah. So, this was sad, though, because when they first open up the call, Jamie is has COVID and she's really sick. And the last time she had COVID, she was hospitalized and it yeah. got really bad. And Chris just almost immediately starts screaming at her. Like, if your spouse is sick and you're not calling them every hour to check in on them, if you know that they're alone, that's messed up. Right. And so Chris is just Chris is a bad person. She's nasty. She starts, she calls, Jamie said that Chris calls her a bitch and Chris said, yeah, because she is a bitch. She doesn't even deny it. No. Yeah. She reinforced, she admits it. She's like, well, you are a bitch. It's like, whoa, whoa. And then she's on and on about her having to get a job and why are you just relying on me? Like, because you told her that you would pay for stuff and support her. What are you talking about? And, that, you know, she's going on and on about how everything I do, it's never enough and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it sounds like what a, I don't know, like a blue collar man from the 60s would say about his wife <laughs> getting on his case when he's been at the factory all day. You know, <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. Like in one of those like shows from that era. Yeah. It's like fucking married with children. Like I, I just got yes. home peg. You know, stop getting on my case about giving you the slightest amount of affection. Fuck. Yeah. It just, I don't also don't understand why Chris hasn't tried to bring Jamie to the U.S. It makes more sense in every sense of the, it makes me think that she just went down there to have sex with her and like, yeah, I know they got married. Maybe that was just for the show or for funsies. But I don't know. Has it, even, has it even come up? Has it even been explained? I have goldfish brain, so I don't know. But I can't remember. I I mean, I was going to say, I know that Jamie is Venezuelan and maybe that plays into it. But we know um, Amber and what's his nuts from Venezuela. He right. made it to Florida. Yeah. I mean, it, so. it, obviously, it complicates things a little bit if she doesn't have any documents anymore. But there's programs yeah. to to deal with it. Yeah. It's, and it's not he remember outside. he was in Costa Rica when they right. arranged yeah. all the paperwork, so it can be done. Yeah. It was it Guillermo also Venezuelan of of Cara and Guillermo. No, he had the brothers. I think he was. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, because he saw a dude. They well, were in Dominican, I, but they were Venezuelan. I can't remember I who got who saw someone get killed and. Yeah, the brothers and yeah yeah. I might be mixing up the stories, but we've seen at least one um, Venezuelan cast member make it to the U.S. Maybe yeah, and two. They're here. Yeah, they're here. Uh, so I don't know. She just Jamie in her ITM explains that Chris told her she was just going to go home, take care of business, and then buy a ticket as soon as possible back to Colombia. And she actually, you know, in a, like three weeks or four weeks, Chris started avoiding her calls and never called her back. And that's when Jamie was like, okay, I'm going to start asking questions. I would start asking questions on day six. <laughs> Have you bought a plane ticket? It's been a week. You coming back tomorrow? I feel like Jamie is giving her a lot of grace in this scenario. If it's about making money and saving up money and you're married... Why can't you have an honest conversation about what the goal is? Yeah. And where and what the status on that goal is. Okay, before I move back, I need $10,000 to get us through until I can, I don't know, set up my online business or get the food truck going or you get a job. And right now I have 3,000. Therefore, it will take me four more weeks. Like why can't you have that conversation? It's like they don't even have a goal of what it sounds like Chris is just like living 
paycheck to paycheck, you know, by the seat of her pants. I don't think they have. I don't think that Chris has a goal. I think that she's already done and is just delaying and punting. She's just really nasty. Yeah. It's a really bad look. When she just completely, like, Jamie's like, you call me a bitch all the time. And she doesn't say, like, well... Listen, I'm I'm really stressed out. She doesn't even couch it. She's just like, well, no. stop being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's mean. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I no. don't know. It looks like it gets worse next week too. But I, I just no it, plan. The, the people like she's she's showing colors that kind of remind me of Danielle because she mm. tries to make herself off to be like this free spirit just like open to experiences in the world and i'm so spiritual and look at me i'm so quirky and i'm so funny and i wear tutus on swings and blah 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 well stop being that. a fucking bitch you if you weren't <laughs> such a bitch maybe i wouldn't call you a bitch fuck it just chris doesn't seem to have any plan for the future when she's going to go back to columbia how are they going to make money in columbia i guess we saw a food truck scene but we had no follow up it's like she literally went there with no money i don't know what she was expecting to happen it, it makes like, me she so can't mad. she can't ma- I mean, even if she said look we need $3000 for a down payment on the food truck i'm 2 thirds there just f- yeah. fucking like make it up to get Jamie to stop crying with COVID. You know, I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. Want to talk about your fave? My fave? Oh my God. Uh, let's kick coconuts around. Let's Coconut kick, kick, kick coconuts covered in crushed eggshells to create a perimeter of joy. Fine. Sure. Great. I, I really liked that Johan jumped in and his reason for jumping in is because it's fucking funny like i'm yeah totally on board with that that was great (laughs) like you can you can both think that someone's insane but also really think it's hysterical and jump in and and i i think johan is kind of is an idiot and i think this whole thing at the party was stupid but that was really funny kyle as soon she doesn't know what called her to Aoife, but as soon as she started practicing it, her life started to improve. And this coconut that I mean, has it not brought peace to their home? I can't live oh, like this. Oh, I'm not living like it's your your way of the highway. <laughs> yeah, the coconut thing was funny. Again, this is do you think Baba's just like fucking with Danielle? Like, yeah. Oh, it was- it's fucking it comedic genius. It's comedic <laughs> genius. I look, I know he's not. I know this is a real thing. But if you take a step back and think like how can I get this dumb white chick to send me money from Dominican <laughs> and just tr- cosmically troll her in the best way imaginable, telling someone to get eggshells, crush them down, coat a coconut and then kick it around your apartment for a while and then break it on your tile balcony and she's like yep sure okay i will do that i would be i'd be laughing just walking down the street to myself for like months if if i was able to pull that off it it is pretty funny um so Johan, yeah, Johan's like, well, I support your religion. She's like, well, I thought you didn't practice my religion. He's like, I support your religion. I'll help you kick this coconut. Your religion's hilarious. I'm all about it. (laughs) So I love that when she smashes the coconut, like the coconut water just is everywhere. Yep. Yep. Well, that improved the energy. So it's fine. Yes. Duh. Of course. And then I don't... She's very happy with Johan in this moment because finally, finally, he's trying to manifest. I'm so happy. Well, you know, Kyle, he just he's forgotten all about their fight from yesterday. So he's fine. He's today's fine. fine. It's his birthday's fine. He's completely over it. And there's no follow up problems that are going to occur later. Just to be clear, this is the day after she sat on him in the car because he has had two beers and she had, I guess, one and she had to drive home and he was irritated. Two L this two cake. presidentes, which is yeah. basically the natty ice of the Caribbean. 
I, I think it's a little more tasty than a natty mm. ice, but. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's a light beer. So Danielle at the cake store, scale of one to 10 rage with the way that she Karens this uh, <laughs> cake shop worker. Look, I've seen way, 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 way worse on Reddit, but yeah. it's. It's it's a it's it's it was it was uncomfortable to watch. Uh, the guy doesn't really explain really well what's going on to her, but she's like, "That's not acceptable. This cake, it's too basic. I need to write his name on the perimeter of the cake to make it unbasic." In in New York City, I would just like bring a photo and they would make they would mold a cake of his body in like Ugh. two hours. I'm like, well, uh, does it look like you're in fucking New York City? Oh, uh, New York sure is doesn't. so New York is so much better. I just wish they didn't have tolls there. <laughs> you were just complaining about New York for the entire first nine episodes of the show. So irritating, but yeah, the guy's like, "You're Look, fucking up my beach vibes." Uh, the I don't like the vibes in this cake store. I'm gonna manifest forcing this fucking two dollar a week employee to do what I want. She just seriously, like, even at Costco, you have to submit the writing and the message that you want on the cake ahead of time and pick it up the next day. I love how she just shows up at like 3 p.m. Baker's work in the morning and she expects to get a custom cake like ad hoc. Right. I, 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 I thought the I, guy was clear. The guy was like, look, we the bakers are gone. They're here early. They bake early. They make the cakes early. We we have stuff, but it's just this is what we have. Yeah, There's no services. There's no customization after he's a he's a, he's a sales guy. Right. He, he's yeah. the sales guy. And I imagine that he doesn't know. He, well, look, like anyone can write some letters on a cake, but I would be freaked out if, if a customer asked me to do that. I'd be like, I can't do that. I'm a, I am the furthest from a, uh, a, a Moroccan poet you will ever meet. <laughs> I'm not doing it because you're just going to get mad at me and not want to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, she forces this guy to give her it icing to no do it herself. She, I always get what I want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you so sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're going on long walks in your neighborhood or cooking or cleaning the house or driving in the car? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed, either via Patreon or with our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month. It's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly about one and a half to two hours long and our b-sides episode which drops on wednesday morning where we discuss more 90-day gossip and other 90-day shows that are currently airing and other reality tv right now we're finishing up darcy and stacy we're talking about love is blind season four which is incredible and brother husbands and we're just about to start love in paradise the caribbean i think it's season four already and lots of other fun stuff coming this summer. You also get full access to our complete archive of podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. It's five bucks. It's like less than a Starbucks. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. All right, Kyle, what are your overall thoughts on the episode? Hilarious. I lost my shit several times. The Chris and Jamie one. drama was like pretty riveting. And I just fucking love, I mean, I hate Jen's friends, but I also love them. Uh, this is great. <laughs> I I love Jen's friends are very important characters. I really happy that they've joined the brunette one. Her face while they're at that brunch place is just hysterical. She looks so conniving. Um, Food looked good. I, it did. I, I'm still, we still haven't seen Debbie and the donkey. We know. know it's coming though. She's at the family's home. It's got to be coming soon. 
<laughs> it's I'm not bored at all. Like usually by what are we on episode 11? It was 11. Usually by this episode, we're like, all right. I mean, Nicole and Mahmoud have been a little repetitive, but even that I found entertaining every week. And so I they, this is a great season. Really great. Yeah. I think it's a great season, but like you, I am losing my mind right now. I want to run away and watch Love is Blind live immediately. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, yeah. We are covering Love is Blind on our our Patreon feed or Supercast feed. You can go to yeah. realitycraycray.com to sign up. Five bucks. Really easy. If you listen on like another podcast app and you're like, well, I don't want to go to Patreon, you can add it, especially with Supercast, like super easily. You can add it to whatever app you're listening on. Uh, you don't even have to be technically competent. It's it's really easy, I promise. Anything else, Kyle? No, super fun time. Thanks, Kim. Talk Thanks. to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.